0: Greetings, humans. Editing Mel here. Welcome to part two of our episode on keeping the faith. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to congratulate our pod fam, Bella Vanek and Lucille Petty, on getting married. Allie and I were there, and it was beautiful and wonderful and all those fun things. So we wanted to give a big mazel tov and congratulations to Bella and Lucille. Give Bella's band Fox Bodies a follow on Instagram. That's Fox Bodies with two X's. You can follow Lucille at Lucille Petty Draws. Their wedding was also planned by honorary pod mom Gabby. So check them out at Gabriella the Planner. Let's get into the episode. You had me at. Hell no.
1: This was a part of the movie where I was like, y'all, because if you're serious about this woman, if you think you're going to continue dating this woman, she's going to find out that your friends that we were on a double date with are not dating. She's going to find out that your best friend is actually a priest and not dating Jenna Elfman.
0: <laughs> like... yes and this if when also, i was uh... watching this movie i got kind of confused because this is a red herring because yeah. it's set up in this scene to be uh-oh are jenna elfman and edward norton gonna have to pretend that they're yeah. dating and keep double dating with ben stiller yeah. and they but it's, it's not thankfully no. it's not that no. but but this is exactly what you said Allie. the qualities that we are supposed to love in jenna elfman mm-hmm. are mirrored in rena Sofer, but mm we're just not attracted to her for some yeah. reason. And, it's and she immediately to be, has yeah. to leave to deal with her job. And we don't really see her again.
1: No, we see her like once later, but it doesn't really matter. Like, really, we see Holland Taylor being like, my daughter is back from Iraq. Oh, she goes to somewhere. In anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, She's but a jet setting reporter, whatever. Uh, also, cares? part of this thing is that um, the, the thing they talk about in the scene is like, sometimes you just have chemistry. And the idea is that um Stiller and elfman have really good chemistry like they just click and then after this date he goes over to her place and they start this kind of affair where they even say like hey this can't be anything serious she's like I'm working a lot and I probably won't st- I- I'm gonna be going back to la or wherever the hell she is um uh, San w- Francisco San Francisco um and he's like and yeah and he's trying to get his he's trying to solidify his, Rabbi, ship, rabbi ship, rabbi. Spock? I guess
0: rabbi, rabbi ship. Sure, rabbinical position. I don't really know what the term Ooh. is for it. It, it. The term for it is, but I think an interesting thing to note, though, because quite frankly, I think Ben Stiller's character is kind of an asshole in this movie.
1: Oh, um, I agree. He is an asshole in this movie.
0: He's he's not great. And again, I'm not super jazzed. I'm I have conflicting feelings on it because mm-hmm. if you're trying to make a movie that celebrates Jewish joy, maybe you don't want your leading man to be an asshole until the last moment, but also not every protagonist needs to be a hundred percent likable no, all of the time. No. And I think that his care. One thing I liked is that his character has a lot of dimension. So even though yes. he's not my cup of tea, I thought that he was a very fully fleshed out person. And so was really everyone in this film, women yeah. and men, which I, I thought was like, really Ann- nice. And
1: Bancroft as his mom is phenomenal. And Bancroft. Love you, and Bancroft.
0: And Bancroft Married also. To Mel Brooks.
1: Yeah, I think she converted i think she converted I, I don't know i think so but she, if she is didn't fun.
0: convert she's
1: very involved in jewish life and yeah she's but she's italian yeah i'm so much so that her real name was anna maria italiano <laughs> mm-hmm. her real last name mm-hmm. is literally italiano work bitch you mm-hmm. better work Mamma mia pizza pie that's our queen right there um <laughs> Sorry, I love her. Anyway, I... um, She's, she's great. great in it. She's great. I, um, oh, there were other... Ele- oh, anyway, Edward Norton is dealing with all of his feelings because he thinks that, like, he's falling in love with Jenna Elfman. He- but meanwhile, his friends, they're hiding the fact that they are having this kind of, like, a fair relationship from him. And then when they have this... Mm-hmm. Really, like, a breakup, because they have, like, a pretty serious talk about how... um. Because she's like, I think I might put in a transfer to move here and not take this other job because I really like where things are going with you. And Ben Stiller's like, no, like, you're not Jewish. I can't be like, really, like, I can't be with you. I, I don't. Uh, I don't think you under- the converse- yeah, like something they thought was interesting yeah. was his thing. And she says, like, you need to have more faith in other people. Um, because a lot of these arguments is what you're, you're worried about what other people are going to think about our relationship. I don't care as much about what other people think about this, but also you need to assume that, like, I'm better than you think I am. Your mother's better than you think she is. Your community is better than you think they are, which I thought was honestly really nice and a good talk. And th- anyway, they kind of have this, like, sort of breakup because he's like, I don't know what to tell you. Um, But
0: that that conversation was the first time they said they loved each other, too, which I thought was kind of sad. Yeah, because she says she says. Right. And I think this is the big distinction, which is why I thought that Ben Stiller Mm -hmm. was a huge ass as a character, because Jenna Elfman is having a good time doing great at her job, wanting a little more out of her life, wanting some more fulfillment and thinking that that fulfillment comes from. Falling in love. And sometimes it can, but not always. And then, of course, Mm -hmm. in the end, we find out that she's been, you know, taking classes at the synagogue to become Jewish. Mm -hmm. And that's how she's finding her spiritual fulfillment. But she's doing it because she likes it and she wants to do it. Yeah. Ben Stiller also is in love with her, Mm -hmm. but he is so preoccupied with how his community perceives him, Mm -hmm. which... As a community leader, I kind of understand, but it's to the point where he starts a relationship and allows himself to fall in love, and then has to do something really, really hard, which is say no to someone that you love mm-hmm. when they want to be with you. Yeah, and and you know, for I think for rabbis, and of course, depending. What their personal beliefs are, what kind of denomination of Judaism uh, they are and what kind of community they're in, who your partner can be, can take many different forms. Right. Um, Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think the concern is legitimate, especially Mm -hmm. with how traditional the board of his synagogue Mm -hmm. seemed to be. Mm -hmm. But also. Like at the end of the day, who cares it's your life, it's your marriage, it's your relationship, it's who you come home to at night. And also, just because someone's not Jewish doesn't mean they can't be involved with your family. I have people in my family who have married people who aren't Jewish, and they have a very fulfilling and involved life with their synagogue, mm-hmm. and they celebrate Jewish holidays at home mm-hmm. and Christmas and Easter with her family, mm-hmm. and I really don't see a problem. Like, there's really nothing wrong with being in an interfaith relationship. It mm-hmm. really just depends of what you and your partner want out of it. Yeah. And I think... Ben Stiller's character doesn't know what he wants out of it because he's only looking at the relationship as how his community will view it in terms of are you this or are you not this? So yeah. I think that was honestly kind of heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, because, um, and I will speak just from my own experience, there is some emphasis, less now I think, but there is a lot of emphasis on finding at least for women in Judaism, the nice Jewish boy. Mm-hmm. We've all heard about the nice Jewish boy.
1: My, he doesn't exist. Yeah, my Irish Catholic grandmother literally said once that she was a little bit disappointed that none of her girls married a nice Jewish boy. She said this casually over dinner, over a glass of wine. And I think about it every now and then because hmm. I'm like, Kathleen, I love you. I love this family. <laughs> what nice Jewish boy... Is signing up for this? Wh- what? <laughs> who is signing? Like what, babe? Huh? Do you know how Catholic we are, ba- lady? I I realized I was saying bitch <laughs> in, the- I- in this fake scenario. I was like talking- I would never refer to my grandmother as a but that-, that was oof. I caught it. I caught it. But anyway, Kathleen. Good job. Every now and then I, I miss Kathleen. She would si- every now and then she'd say something where I'd be like, "Wait, what?" What do you mean? She also loved, um, <laughs> uh, Rupert Everett and, uh, uh, what's that movie? The movie we watched. The movie. My, my best, best friend's, friend's wedding. wedding. I think she. I'll, I think my uh. grandma wanted. Anyway, she wanted more gay people in her life, and she wanted, I guess, more Jewish people in her life. And I was like, "Good, Graham. Well, All sorry right, about work. it. You know, <laughs> I'm, uh, work, Graham. Your instincts are right. Unfortunately." Uh, absolutely all of your friends are Irish Catholic so (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah but it's love you miss you
0: (laughs) yeah it can feel kind of restricting and especially like there's nothing that says you can't make it work with someone if if you set the right boundaries and you're both committed to making it work but also when you throw having kids into the mix I think a lot of people would probably agree I'm assuming Mm -hmm. that If you are with someone who has similar values Mm -hmm. and similar beliefs and similar principles and a similar culture, it takes away a whole level of stuff that you have to work through because there are certain things that will just
1: be inherently understood. Well, it's like any other element of a relationship. You have to be on the same page and you have to be willing to at least talk about what you both want from something. And you're right. That is like mm-hmm. if you both kind of come from a similar understanding of this element of your life, you're gonna have to explain less things. The other person is gonna know stuff. Like, yeah, I think I probably would end up being with someone who probably comes from a slightly similar cultural and or religious background to me. Like, because I want mm-hmm. to be able to have someone who understands where I'm coming from or why I might feel the same way. And I want to be able to understand them. Um, and uh, you want to be on, able to like communicate effectively with your partner, period. But especially about, like, these are big things. These are the big things. Like, money, religion, kids, well, some of all them,
0: that stuff. Some of them can even be little, though, right? Like, right. there are certain things... We are not
1: talking Listen, about this movie. My dating <laughs> when... history...
0: Allie, do we ever? Have we ever? There are elements of of my dating history where little things can actually stand out a lot. Yes. Um, And for example, when I have dated men who are not Jewish Mm -hmm. or maybe who are not familiar with Jewishness or Judaism at all, Mm -hmm. um, I've been told by certain men that I complain a lot and that uh, I vent too much, and it's too much for them.
1: What? And, oh, and they're that used to is like, such a... N- oh, sorry, continue. But I, I know why. They're used to people who bottle yeah.
0: everything up and don't talk about anything. Yeah, they're used to repressed- totally foreign waspy here.
1: ladies <laughs> who are like, I, I won't say anything to you until I've had two glasses of wine, and then I'm like, you actually are a disappointment to this family. Yeah, they're used to that they're used to their mom but they're like those are the Yikes. same guys though they're like my mom is an angel and she's never said anything bad ever and i'm like your mother is going through it and you are not checking in on her but okay um but yeah, yeah make no, sure your mom I, has a journal so she has some yeah, kind of I, outlet also like the complain. what the fuck
0: like they need to get but more that's but that's that's the type of thing right oh also, I that's I complain like kind lot? of okay well sorry I was gonna say no, it's okay. Sense. It's it is it is rude, and it is a a touch like a little Salt Bay anti-Semitic because you say complaining, mm-hmm. I say kvetching, mm-hmm. and that means to, literally it means light complaining. Mm-hmm. But when you kvetch, mm-hmm. you're just lightly complaining and venting. You're about letting it stuff. out. You're not. You, yes, and it's a completely normal thing. And also, mm-hmm. there have been people that I've dated who think my family is really loud and boisterous and kind of unappealing in that way. And are we loud? Yeah, we are a loud people, my specific family unit. But debate and being animated is a big part of being Jewish as well. And there's an adage, you know, you got two Jews in a room and three opinions. And it's it's very much that because education and questioning things and learning is a huge part of Jewish culture and also Judaism, spiritually itself mm-hmm. you're not supposed to take anything blindly mm-hmm. you're allowed and encouraged to question your faith as a jew and so yeah. those kinds of cultural things do kind of stand out um and it's not something you can't overcome though that's the thing it's the question of do you want to overcome it are you open to learning about something from your partner mm-hmm. are you willing to share that part of yourself with your partner or willing to be wrong and I think about that's something the thing. yeah Yes, and a lot of people are not willing to be wrong about certain things. Or it's, sometimes included. it's not even I can wrong. Be very sometimes
1: it's not even wrong. It's not even that you're wrong. It's just that it's different, and or that being wrong is not like a horrible failure. But yeah, I. <sighs> yeah, anyway,
0: and and um, there's a lot. There's a lot, and I'll get off my soapbox in a second. But there's also. Today, specifically, a lot of um, anti-Semitism and harmful misinformation Mm -hmm. about Jews that's coming out. And not just about, you know, Israeli Jews and the state of Israel. That's its own separate thing. I'm talking about Jews in America. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stuff flying around right now that is disgusting and, quite frankly, makes me and a lot of other Jews feel unsafe. And it comes from a fundamental misunderstanding of Jewishness and Judaism. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if anyone would like to learn more, I would be happy to let you know privately. I don't think the podcast is a good platform for me to go on that diatribe. But in the face of all of these things, I think it gave me a different perspective on what Ben Stiller's going through as a character, because not only is he struggling with, you know, being a community leader and wanting to please the community. Mm-hmm. And cement his role as someone who is important and liked and cared about. But also, he has this other layer of falling in love and deceiving one of his best friends about that love, and also deceiving his community about that love. Mm -hmm. And then you go on another layer because she's not Jewish and he is. And oh, is this something that I'm willing to do? I don't know. It's going to be difficult. Am I willing to put in that work? And then looking at it through the lens of what's going on today and all of my previous dating experiences and yada, 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 it, I thought, was very illuminating, but I thought that the the overall message of this film was very sweet. So that's why I think he's such an idiot and he's such an ass and i'm glad that he got his ass kicked by jenna elfman because i think everything she said to him was spot on mm-hmm. because i think the big part of it was not just that he didn't trust himself but that he was just so distrustful of everyone else around yeah. him that he kind of made himself into a one-man wolf pack when he really didn't have yeah. to mm-hmm. yeah yeah you said it and thank you for thank you for coming to my ted talk um let's get back into talking about the movie
1: um something i thought was there honestly also this movie is legitimately funny like there are legitimately nice funny like goofy bits and there was a bit i wrote it down because at one point um uh she calls up edward norton after she and ben stiller break up and edward norton misinterprets what's going on and he thinks she's like admitting that she has feelings for him and he kisses her and then she's like oh no and anyway she's like hey i'm in love with i'm in love with um ben stiller Stiller. and he's like oh shit and he and he's like oh what the and he's like oh he dumped you. He's an idiot. He and he's like, and you called your best friend the priest to come help you and then I hit on you. Oh shit. So he goes on like a bender and um he goes to an event that is it the bat mitzvah? that he uh, he crashes. It's it's the
0: bar mitzvah. He crashes Wait, the Wait, sorry, little, I keep saying the, bat mitzvah. It's bar mitzvah.
1: Bar mitzvah is boy, bat mitzvah. I think I said bar mitzvah. Did I say bar mitzvah earlier or did I Bat is young you know woman what? i don't know and bar, bar is mitzvah is young for
0: man. bar mitzvah is for a boy bot mitzvah is for a girl mm-hmm. and i believe the gender neutral term is b'nai mitzvah <gasps> we love that although um hebrew so hebrew is a language that uses grammatical gender so there are feminine mm-hmm. nouns and masculine mm-hmm. nouns and it doesn't necessarily have to do with like body part gender it's just more a grammar thing cool. So, depending on how many people are having the bar mitzvah or the bat mitzvah or the b'nai mitzvah, the word changes. So, for example, when I had my bat mitzvah when I was 12, I shared it with another girl. So, it was our benot mitzvot, which is the plural. So, it I'm sorry, it kind I giggled because it rhymed. I giggled because it rhymed. I'm sorry. It's yeah, because the, it's the plural female ending.
1: Benot mitzvot um, that made me giggle. Or is
0: it b'nai mitzvot? You know what? It doesn't matter. It was, what, 18 years ago? I don't remember. Anyway. anyway he um, crashes <laughs> it and
1: he's drunk. And he's, like, kind of yelling at Ben Stiller. and Which uh, this
0: kind of made me mad. Don't like, do don't that. Don't make a scene at this young boy's Agreed. coming age I ceremony. did not like that, but it
1: did. What made me kind of laugh is Ben Stiller goes, you're drunk? And he goes, I'm not drunk. I'm Irish. This is, like, milk to me. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> <laughs> I did laugh at that, and please don't take this
0: the wrong way, but I fully well, thats me think that that's you've me. said that to me. That's me. That's
1: me. <laughs> that's me on all glass this of absolutely. red wine. That's me on all glass of red wine. I'm like,
0: I'm fine. Yeah.
1: And you're like, you're fucking ripped right now.
0: After one, after one glass of red wine, you're like, I am Italian. I don't
1: mean to <laughs> yell. I have one and a half red wines. I'm like, let me tell you every person I would kiss. And you're like, okay. <laughs> Let me tell you uh, my family history about Giuseppe and Pasquale. Okay, it's Gaetano and Pasquale. Fucking, how dare you? Oh my God, I'm Giuseppe, so sorry. Giuseppe, that's racist. For the of... That is racist.
0: <laughs> for, the, for the amount of times you've told me about your great-grandfathers, I should know that it's Gaetano and
1: Pasquale. Abraham DeLacy, Leppy Casey, Thomas O'Malley. Wow. Am I that cat? Am I the cat from... Aris- <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. No, anyways. <laughs> but okay, something I did think was kind of funny and I think we should be mentioned on this podcast. Are I, I don't think we are these characters, but there were moments when I kind of related to Edward Norton a little bit and that I'm a bleach blonde Catholic question mark who is has issues with their sexuality. <laughs> and I look amazing <laughs> in black. And I love to officiate weddings. And I speak okay Spanish. <sighs> yeah. He speaks fluent Spanish. Oh, Edward Norton speaks Spanish, by the way. In that movie, yeah. But also in life. He dated Selma oh, Hayek really? for like a while. What? Yeah, he helped uh, rework the script for Frida with her. What? Yeah, dude. Like, I probably Whoa. while this movie was being made, he was dating Selma Hayek. I think you just actually blew my yeah. mind. He also dated Courtney Love, don't
0: worry about it. Haven't we all? <laughs> no! <laughs> no. <laughs> no Any- we have anyway. <laughs> no. So I think it's actually kind of funny that you related to Edward Norton because I kind of related
1: to Ben. Yeah. Okay. I didn't want to assume because I didn't see a lot of stuff. But like, how, why? Tell me why you felt that way.
0: Um, I think partially uh, I identified with not being fully heard by family or people that you're dating. Mm-hmm. Um, until the last possible moment and and it feels like you're making a scene. So I related to that. Mm -hmm. But I also related to kind of thinking that you have a solid place in the world and then um, having something happen like falling in love with someone Mm -hmm. that kind of uh, pulls the rug out from under your feet of what you think you know about yourself. Makes you reevaluate. Yeah and what and what you think you know about your place in your community Mm -hmm. and i thought that i related to that and also quite frankly if we're turning the mirror on me for a second getting a little vol on the pod i can tend to be a bit of a stubborn asshole sometimes as well so i saw that in him and i was like ooh, i gotta work on that and that's okay
1: that's healthy um, I don't know that either of Look our- at me. I'm
0: in therapy. I am the picture of emotional health. She's doing great. Oh. Slay. I'm flipping my hair. You guys can't see it. Slay. Oh.
1: Um, <laughs> we, uh, neither one of us is Jenna Elfman, except that we are tall, and that's kind of how I would dress when I worked in many office jobs that I had. Can we talk about how 2000 her outfits the most, were? Those gla- The thin glasses... The, like, at one point she's wearing this, like, glitter skirt. With her
0: midriff showing and, like, a high-neck tank top with no bra. Not a bra in sight. Not relatable. With, like, like, basically
1: flip-flop high heels. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I wore flip-flop high heels to my eighth grade graduation. I wore
0: a version of flip-flop high heels to my bat mitzvah in 2004 mm. so i get yeah, it
1: that's what that was what you did yeah so i'm a woman now i'm gonna wear flip-flop high heels um
0: and every time you walked it would just be like clack clack clack, but not like a high heel clack just like the suction sound of the shoe like, hitting your heel and bouncing off the
1: floor and they always like and then it would go to the side because they didn't fit you so you'd be like stepping weird yeah uh-huh and you'd be stumbling the whole time yeah.
0: and then you just have to kick them off and everyone would get mad at you because you weren't wearing shoes yeah. yeah absolutely And then you're
1: also you're me you're you're six feet at 14 years old so you're just like i'm glad i'm wearing heels this why did i do this Oof. i'm not actually at this point in my life where i'm ready to just wear heels um i also don't mm. really like wearing heels because of uh my uh, to hurt my feet but uh they're not super comfortable no, but uh anyway who cares this is not what we're talking about um Lots of very... Is it um, ever? There's lots of moments I liked. Like What were moments that... Let's talk about moments in this movie that we liked. That were...
0: I would like to talk about the grand romantic gesture and the guy... The guy in the office building across from Jenna Elfman where she's like spying on that horny lawyer guy, guy. That
1: guy, the actor who plays the dude who is like sleeping with... That Jenna Elfman is spying on. Across the... Yeah. That's her real-life husband. What? Yeah, that's her husband in real life.
0: That's pretty funny. Yeah.
1: So, like, I guess she got this movie, and then he got this... It was, like... I don't know how he got that role specifically, but that's her husband. Yeah. That's cute.
0: Um, So, for context, for those of you who maybe didn't watch the movie and are desperately hanging on by a thread, wondering when we're going to talk about the plot, um, Jenna... <laughs> Jenna Elfman... Has this this guy who's in the opposite building from her, and she can see into his office, and he's basically this really raunchy, horny lawyer who's sleeping with his secretary uh, but no, in his a office. A different woman. With no, it's always open. a different woman.
1: It's always a different woman. Oh, it's different women. You no know, matter every time she looks over, oh. he's he's having some like crazy weird sex with a different woman, and it's because it's PG thirteen. It's like him, like pretty much in his underwear humping Yeah, him. they're both everybody kind of is pretty much fully clothed. It's just like his tie is around his head and it's like woo crazy. Crazy. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> a true sign
0: of a wild Uh-oh. and crazy wild guy. guy. <laughs> yeah,
1: so that's the thing and then so at the end of the movie after she's about to leave Ben Stiller, he can't get up into her office building cuz the security guy is like no, I'm not letting you in. Um which I thought was Which very I loved. funny. But he goes across the street and he goes into that guy's office and he holds up signs and he calls her from there. And then he says that he loves her and he's like, I don't want you to go. And she's like, okay. And then they run down and they kiss and it's a whole thing. Um,
0: well, wait, there's, there's a, a fun, a, fu- a, fu- a funny moment. What? That I loved because he's, he's battling with the security guard the whole movie. Whenever he goes to see Jenna Elfman at her office and she comes down the elevator and starts running towards him. He comes through the door and starts running towards her, and he just gets uppercut. I forgot. Yeah, by the he security like guard. He flips
1: almost. He's like almost upside down, and I, that was fun.
0: What's the word for it? He clotheslines yes. him. Just he's running. Just the guy sticks out his big beefy security guard arm. Just bam, flipped down under the floor. Ben Stiller? I, ben Stiller, and I thought that was very it funny. It was
1: fun. It was good. There are lots of like cute moments, like, um. There was one moment where I was like, "This feels like something that was added in the moment because Edward Norton wanted to do a Dustin Hoffman impression." Um, but oh my god, do you god. remember that where they're talking and yes. Ben Stiller's talking to them about his date, and no matter what, um, they're like, "No, you can't wear that," and Edward Norton is mm-hmm. delivering the information. Do uh, it. He does an impression of Dustin Hoffman in Rain Man. And they're like, oh, okay, Rain Man. And I'm like, oh. and here's the thing it's a good impression, but it's also very. It was pretty good. Very, like, of the time of, like, okay, guys.
0: Yeah, um, not a joke we would make today. It's also kind of like,
1: all right, guys, we got it, babe. Um, there were other. Mo- oh, like Edward Norton. There's Edward Norton is taking confession from a little boy who's, like, horny all the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was very sweet, I it thought. It was very sweet.
1: He's like yeah, his feelings are normal. It's about what you do with those feelings. And but anyway, the little boy runs. He, Edward Norton's walking with Jenna Elfman, and the little boy like kind of runs past them. And in Spanish, she's like, the "Father, like, she has a great ass." And he's like, "Oh, you're the expert." Like, yeah, yeah. yeah oh. <laughs> that was pretty that was funny. cute. It was just like, sweet, but it's like nice moments. Oh, they're singing. Uh, he sings Barry Manilow at karaoke, and I was like, "This is this is for Ali Tanzolo." Just like singing a karaoke, but also just belting out Manilow. Manilow fucking slaps. I'm sorry, Manilow really popped off in the '70s. He was putting out some jams, some hits. Some Mandy is like no joke. One of my favorite. I love that song. I would. I honestly love it. It's beautiful. Yeah.
0: I'm not listen. I'm not gonna say anything against Barry Manilow because a few years (sighs) ago. I shit on you for liking ABBA and now I'm eating Yeah. Cards, so I'm going I'm not going to say yeah. anything.
1: You shit on me for liking Harry Styles and then you listened to Harry Styles and you went, "Oh no." And then you were listening to it all the I time. I know that's
0: why I have and that's why I have
1: to stop being so judgmental. Yeah. Don't look Abba is amazing I'm worried that you're gonna hear a Barry Manilow song and be like oh no it's my favorite song he has one about um I don't think so two ships in the night but now I don't remember what it was um he had
0: can you not do that right now please
1: are you okay is your gay son okay I'm
0: recording yeah my gay son is just having a tantrum can you not do that right now please He did it again. What is he doing? Buddy. He's okay. So I got a case of Diet Coke from Costco because I have an addiction. And I have the cardboard box that it came in. So I put it on the floor because he loves boxes. Mm -hmm. And he's my sweet, fluffy little baby Mm boy. He's currently in the Diet Coke box. Mm -hmm. And he's got his little toy. And he was batting it around and it was making a noise. And then he Bapped it out of the box, but he won't leave the box to go play with it.
1: Okay. Get it together, cat. Get
0: it the fuck together. I- this is my life. I work from home, and I'm constantly being terrorized by my fluffy little idiot son.
1: Um, oh, I have a question, Melanie. Was this movie romantic? I'm going to say yeah. I think it was too, because uh, here's something that I thought was nice. A, a part of it is the nice conversations, like the legitimate relationship conversations they have. Like, at one point, he's mm-hmm. like, "You," he says something about her not being as spiritual or whatever. And she's like, that's kind of shitty to say. And she's like, also, like, your faith and your commitment to it is something I, part of what I love about you. And I thought that was nice. And like, the way they talk. And like, something Edward Norton great. says to her. Cause she's like, I feel so terrible that I made you. I probably gave you bad signals, or like, I'm sorry I made you doubt yourself. And he says, No, I feel the the issue is not that you make me like doubt myself. It's that I feel like I'm the best version of myself around you, and that's what's tripping me up. Which is like, what a lovely thing to hear from someone but also that they still are like good and friends and also
0: what a beautiful what a beautiful way to look at yeah about
1: friendship and love like love regardless of whether it's like romantic or not like that is kind of what loving someone is you feel like the best person of a version of yourself around them
0: yeah you feel like your best or that you can be your best and that you want the best for them
1: because it's nice um so yeah, yeah, and like good, and I yeah. Also, look, I said it before, I'll say it again. I love that she's taller than they are, and we love it. A plus, um, a plus, anyway, very much. Um, was it sexy? Mm, I'm gonna say a, a little, little bit, bit. Right, there are moments where I was like, "Oh my like, god, guys, be cool, be fucking yeah, cool, man." I
0: I'm not. It's not like flea bag level of sexy for me, um, but it's definitely mm-hmm. I was like, okay,
1: I believe that these two are like making out and in- like making out with each other and are like vibing and like doing intercourse on each other
0: I did think this movie was it was sexy. I'm gonna say yes, it was sexy.
1: Who were you vibe were you vibing with one of them more than the other, or were you or was it just like a general whatever feeling? hold on
0: one second my Benny is driving me crazy one okay, second no
1: listen to <laughs> you gotta stop you gotta stop you gotta stop
0: okay you like your little fishy mm-hmm. go play with it over there L- leave me in peace no. god oh. <laughs> He's going to be the death of me. Anyway. <sighs> what was the question that
1: you asked oh, me? <laughs> it was mainly like, do you have like feelings about. Uh, oh, oh, was I vibing? Where you with were anyone? like, vibe? Did you have. Was there a moment or a <clears throat> vibe or something where you were like, ooh, <gasps> okay. Not really. I
0: don't think so because. I think the person that I related to the most was Ben Stiller. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't think, honestly, if I vibed with anyone, it was probably Arena uh, Sofair. Beautiful, because beautiful woman, beautiful, smart, accomplished. What's mm-hmm. not to love? Um, but so far, so good. Um, yeah. Did and we know you were vibing I with feel, Norton. Look, I feel weird that else? I
1: was uh, but I also don't feel that word and it also feels very on brand for me that I was like, oh this uh kind of weird pretentious actor playing a priest made me a little bit horny. Oh, wow. What a shocker. Jeez. That's crazy. No. Um I'm sorry I said he was pretentious, but like you, you get what I mean, though. Crazy, like the t- Crazy girl. Yeah. That the, the, the type that's like, I'm really... Da- also, there's a lot in this movie where they're like, can you believe we're in New York? Or like, it was New York. We were living in New York. It was crazy. I love living in New it's York. It's almost
0: like New York is the fourth character.
1: But, but for real. It was just like, uh, okay. There are mom- moments like that where I was like, this is making me not horny for you, Edward Norton. <laughs> Let's okay. do okay. Fuck, Mary, Kill. you one?
0: Because I feel like there could okay. be a couple good ones, yeah. Okay, let's do Edward Norton, Ben Stiller, Jennifer. Okay, and think... fuck Mary Kill. I'm <laughs> listeners. You can't see, but Allie just made
1: a face of pure <laughs> anguish. I'm... Do you already know your answer? Because you can go ahead of me. Because I'm. This might take me a okay, second. Do yeah. you know yours? Okay, go.
0: Yeah. um, I would probably... And we're going just off yeah, we're of going the characters. characters. These characters. I would probably... For me, these no. aren't great options. So for me, it's a losing... It's, Love it's is a losing, losing game. Losing, losing, Love losing, is a losing anyway game. I do it. In
1: the words of Amy Winehouse. Wait, no. Yeah. That, is that Amy Winehouse? Yeah. I would Okay, thank you.
0: Yes. I would kill Norton. Not interested. Um I would fuck Jenna Elfman and I would okay. marry that. I Stiller. would. But for me that's just oh, not my God. vibe. Like I cannot see myself with a rabbi. I I don't feel like I want that role in the community and not that I would only be seen mm-hmm. as the rabbi's wife because obviously like we've moved past mm-hmm. labels like that. I just don't really want to be in that level of public scrutiny. Like my, and here's, here's some fun drama history from my life, but at my synagogue that we went to when I was growing up, the rabbi there, right? Because what often happens is you'll have like a head Mm. senior rabbi and like a younger apprentice rabbi kind of, and you know, it's a similar situation to the film and our rabbi Um, his kids went to the Jewish day school with me and then in um, middle school they left. But he um, was super duper involved in the community. A little pretentious as a person, a little self-righteous, whatever, who cares. Um, But he had a really bad drinking problem. And I know this because when I was uh, camp counseling on one of the synagogue retreats, uh, I saw it with my own eyes, and it was not pretty. And he also um, cheated on his wife, and then had a really nasty divorce with her. And it pretty much tore their whole family apart. And then the woman that he cheated on her with, he tried to like bring into the community as her replacement, almost. Oy, oy, oy. Um. So. <sighs> So, And I'm not saying this to judge him as a person because everyone has reasons that they do the things they do and rabbis are not perfect people and I think that we can be a little kinder to them as leaders of the community because I don't think that means they're held to a higher or different standard as human beings. Or at least my understanding is that in Judaism, rabbis are just community leaders who literally have degrees (laughs) and are extremely well versed in and educated in you know the history and scholarship and theology of Judaism so that's why they're qualified to guide you in worship because that's literally what they're an expert in and they also believe in it right. and are passionate about it so that's I don't want to be okay. under that microscope so that's why me marrying Ben Stiller is just a big uh, old goose egg
1: um, I might marry Jenna Elfman Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like, cause I feel, here's why I think I'd actually be a very good partner to someone who's like always working as a way, just needs someone to check in. I feel like I might actually be very good at that. Um, or maybe I'm wrong, but who's to say? Um, but maybe that, that's what I, and I, I don't want to kill Ben Stiller, but I, I know that we wouldn't vibe. I'd be so anxious that he hated me the whole time. Yeah, I don't think no. he would be a good fit. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to fuck Norton. I'm going to fuck Edward Norton. Wow.
0: No, I mean,
1: shocker. But like, he, but in the I movie, he's like, I I've because choices... she asked, like, have you ever? And he was like, yeah, a couple. Yeah. And I'm like, tell me yeah, more, well, tell me I more. Mean... Like, does he have a car?
0: I mean, before right before you take your vows, romp springer baby, right?
1: Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think those choices make sense for both of us.
1: I because I don't think. And wait, I forgot already who you married. I'm sorry. Do we make? I what? That's wild that you were doing That sorry. Do you think you would rather be the rabbi? No, that's still scrutiny.
0: Yeah, I I don't know because part of me love part of me likes to be the center of attention, but but it's more for things that I'm passionate about and I don't know that I'm there in my spirituality in my relationship with my religion yet. Um I don't think like there's nothing barring me from being a rabbi. I think i would be a great rabbi quite frankly maybe maybe a little too brusque for the youths studying for their b'nai mitzvahs but well, who cares? um so what what who's you saying know. you're brusque
1: who cares yeah i'd rather I'd, brusque oh, than brisk. brisk. a lot AS of people tea. wait what if you served brisk at a bris oh <gasps>
0: Okay, if I ever have a son, you like, have to remind me of this because okay. we're absolutely doing First
1: that. Brisk at um, the Briss. Would you recommend this movie, Melanie? I definitely would. I would recommend it too. Yay. I think it's a cute one. Very I cute. think it's a cute one. I don't. Just, and it's also one where like you're allowed to have your own feelings and like opinions on. I think. I think it's honestly. I think I expected it to be a lot more like Ugh, than it was, and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was like, frankly, kind of a delightful romp. It was two hours, and there were moments when I was like, "Really, this didn't need to be two hours long." It was, it was but long. I, but I, I did appreciate that what it seemed to be a lot of the like longer bits are like nice character moments of like just seeing the characters interact and spend time with each other and feel comfortable with each other, which I don't hate to be honest um i i'd rather have that than like and now um i don't know i i'd rather have i'd rather someone be trying to make me care about the characters and showing me elements of the characters than not um and it's like a cute one it's nice um yeah i agree if you're yeah if you like karaoke if you like Catholic. if you like Catholicism if you like movies about friendship yes I think that's good and if you like a rom-com where it's like kind of a love triangle but like not really um yeah and this is for you baby do it watch it have fun this is for you babe um if you like Ben Stiller this is a this is, this really, is, a, this ben is a Ben Stiller Still- this is like this is Ben Stiller yeah. this is Ben Stiller being his Ben Stillerist with the phrases you can tell they let him riff a little bit he's vibing if you like small cameos by acclaimed directors um yeah you want to hear milo Foreman talk about how he kissed a girl and it really rocked his world um he kissed a he kissed a girl and he liked it um okay anyway, well goodbye everyone the I, podcast I, is I, over <laughs> unrelated i love the name Milos it's a cool name, but I love it anyway. Sorry. Um, oh yeah, I'd recommend this. I don't think we can Paul Giamatti this. I don't think there really is a spot for Giamatti.
0: I would this. just sub him in for Jenna Elfman.
1: Okay, that's valid. Yeah, I would <laughs> like that. Part of me does want to see Edward Norton and and Ben Stiller and Giamatti like all make out three way <laughs> <Like>, kiss. Go <laughs> three way kiss just three dudes who are like we love new york and they're just like
0: kissing what religion do you think paul giamatti would be would he just be italian
1: (laughs) (laughs) did you ever see that sketch by the state where it was bam it was like a parody of like the the joke was like this is what like a sitcom or whatever of like stereotypes uh, what the, that they would want from us uh, of the state and it was the Jew the Italian and the redhead gay, no and it's David Wayne Ken Marino and Kevin Ellison oh my god do anyway That's but yeah no funny. I think Giamatti would be Italian that was just <laughs> his religion Italian he's Italian he's Italian what what's his deal he's Italian. <laughs> And they're in love with him because he's Italian. They're like, <laughs> our best friend, Paul Giamatti. You know, you know how it yeah. is. Um, you know how
0: it is when you fall in love with your
1: best friend. best friend, <coughs> Paul Giamatti.
0: Yeah, but I think. That's... I think
1: we should be in a movie with Paul Giamatti. I fall in love would with love Giamatti.
0: that. No, I want a movie where Paul Giamatti falls in love with me. It's it's
1: both, babe. It's both. No,
0: he has to woo me. He has to win my affection.
1: Okay. <laughs> we
0: don't have time to get am into
1: I, my... am I like cheap? Am I cheap that I'm like, no, I'd already I would already be committed to Giamatti. No,
0: no. We don't have time for to get into my sexual proclivities about Paul Giamatti. Um, Scream
1: at me, Paul <laughs> Giamatti. Be angry at me.
0: <laughs> okay, hear me out. Okay, okay listen. You're, fall- you're falling in love with Paul Giamatti, but it's Paul Giamatti from Big Fat Liar. <laughs> I knew you were going to say it. I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> I can't breathe.
1: Oh my god. (laughs) That's so funny. Why is it so funny? It's Paul Giamatti. (sighs) It's Paul Giamatti in sideways, except instead of a bucket full of red wine, it's my. No, no, I'm not saying it. No, I caught myself. Oh my god. Oh my god. (laughs) Uh, Everything's. But we all know. We all know what I was going to say. He's listening, <laughs> Paul. If you're listening, I don't know why. Paul, I don't Paul, know why if you're or when this. Paul, we.
0: When did this pod podcast- door and respect you so much, and thank you're you for
1: phenomenal actor. Thank you for
0: being so gracious and self possessed to allow us to make you the butt of so many jokes.
1: But this also, like, I don't know that this. I think it's not a joke. <laughs> I think we for real want to fuck Paul Giamatti. I would fuck Smurf Paul Giamatti,
0: and by Smurf Paul Giamatti, I mean what? with his red hair and blue skin from Big Fat Lion. I wouldn't. That's that a, is upsetting. That's a joke.
1: That's not true. No, I would. I would. I would. Um, you know what? I would probably do when he played Santa Claus. <gasps> no, <laughs> I'd fuck that Paul Giamatti, just like a sad Santa Claus. Yeah. Oh. Freaking work! Oh boy! Go up this chimney, baby. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> no, it'd be come down the chimney. Am I dumb?
0: <laughs> I didn't. I mean, I didn't catch it. I don't really do the whole Santa thing, so that's all on you, baby. Baby girl. Old
1: well, Saint Dick.
0: Listen, the girls who girl, girl, the girls who girl it, <laughs>
1: The G's who mots mot, the G's who mati, Mādi. <laughs> the Pauls who Paul, the Pauls who Paul Paul, the Pauls who Paul Paul, the G's who mot
0: and there you go, bam, there it is.
1: Kick it up I would, a notch. I would fuck. I'd probably. I'd probably. I'd fuck Paul too, but... <sighs> Yeah, so would I.
0: Now that we've you know, revealed some deep dark secrets. Uh if you would like to tell us how you would like to fuck Paul Giamatti, we would love to hear about it and sharing that joy with you. DM us. DM us. Definitely. <laughs> at at Hellnocast on Instagram. Um and we have a Twitter, uh, but both of us are
1: we're not good at Twitter, so maybe just do Instagram. Too sad. Too sad. Yeah. Just do Instagram or email us at hellnocast no cast at gmail.com. Giamatti you can send a cease and desist there it's okay yeah (laughs) i'm sorry i made that sideways comment about how i'm not uh
0: and check us out on our website hellnocast.com all of our episodes are up Mm -hmm. there so if there's anything that you missed or if there's anything that you want to hear from us but maybe we've already done check out our website and let us know we love hearing from you but that's gonna wrap it up for keeping the faith, and and you had me mm-hmm. at hell no, so thank you for joining
1: us. It's been great. Mm-hmm. It's been a delight. We've loved having you. Um, Come again. Thanks again. Look and
0: again I'm and again th- and again.
1: I you know what I'm glad why I'm what part of the reason I'm glad this podcast is back is because I think the world was really missing out on what we are into sexually
0: (laughs) I could not agree more I think what the world was missing not only was our Giamatti proclivities but also um this is just so much fun and I think it's I think I really like putting this out into the world so if you've been listening if you've stuck with it this far through part two of the episode thank you so much holler at us over social media if you want to tell us things but for now we're gonna call it a day
1: I have been <coughs> Allie. Sorry, hold on. Dog, shut the fuck up. I have been Allie. <laughs> fucking kill him. Dog, get over here. Come here. Come here right now. Come here. I have been Allie. And I have been Mel.
0: Love you. Bye. Bye. You Had Me at Hell No was recorded remotely in front of our pets Roscoe and Benny. Allie and I would like to thank Bella Vanek and Lucille Petty for our theme song. Thank you, Bella and Lucille. And we'd also like to thank all of you for taking the time to listen today. Bye-bye!